to the How To Dressage podcast and in this episode we're going to look at how to get started in dressage. Now dressage caught the world's attention back in 2012 when television coverage of the London Olympic Games draw unprecedented audience numbers. And all over the world, viewers watched, enthralled by grace, beauty and athleticism of the dancing horses and their elegant riders. And suddenly, a sport that had previously been viewed as somewhat elitist, and only for those who owned big moving warm bloods, became so popular that riding schools were inundated with newbies wanting to learn how they could emulate their equestrian dressage heroes. Now thanks to this, dressage has never been as popular as it is today. So if you want to get started in dressage, here's what you need to know. So firstly, the horse. Now the first requirement for dressage is obviously a horse. Now it doesn't matter what size, what breed, what colour, what age or the previous job that the horse had, as long as he is sound and has correct paces. Now you can begin competing in dressage competitions once your horse is at least four years old and there's no upper age limit for horses or riders. Now, the most important thing about your horse is that he has regular paces and he is not in any way unsound. Now, if the horse possesses a naturally good rhythm, then that's a bonus, although that's something that you can work on and improve through correct schooling. Now, essentially, the dressage horse's paces must be correct. Now, to a certain extent, the quality of the paces can be improved, but the correctness of the gait cannot. Now this means that the walk must have a clear four beat sequence, the trot must be clearly two time, and the canter must be three time. Now if you need any more help with this, you can visit our website howtodressage.com where we've got a category specifically on the horse's gaits, where we cover the walk, trot and canter and what is required from each pace in dressage. But now let's move on to what tack and equipment you need. Now, the rules for tack and equipment that you are permitted to use for dressage competitions can be quite strict. So, dressage must be ridden in an English saddle. Now, preferably either a general purpose or a dressage cut saddle. Now, you must ride all tests up to British dressage elementary level in a snaffle bit. But from elementary level onwards, you can use a double bridle if you prefer. Now, martingales are not permitted, neither are running reins, draw reins or other such equipment. Also, the horse is not permitted to wear protective boots of any kind during the dressage test, although they can be used for working in. And for regular competitions, you may use a dressage whip and spurs may also be worn. Now, the rules for your own attire vary depending on the level of competition which you are riding, so it's recommended that you check the rules of the event before you enter. Now, whatever organisation you intend to compete with, they all will have a published set of rules, and it's advised that you read and check these thoroughly before you enter a competition to make sure that you and your horse have the correct tack and equipment, and you are not disqualified before you even enter the arena. Okay, so moving on to our next bit of advice when it comes to getting started in dressage is to get some professional help. Now, dressage is all about schooling your horse correctly in accordance with the dressage skills of training, which are rhythm, suppleness, contact, impulsion, straightness and collection. 
Now, for more information on these, you can visit our website and you can also search our podcast archives because we've done full individual episodes on each one of the training scales. But although you can read and listen about the scales and learn the theory of what you want to achieve, you won't get very far without the help of a good instructor. Because an experienced and knowledgeable eye is crucial to help point out where you're going wrong and to help you make progress and regular lessons are definitely a worthwhile investment. If you are still yet to find yourself a dressage trainer, then please check out our article and also our podcast titled What to Look For When Selecting a Dressage Trainer. Right, so our next tip is to take a ride on a schoolmaster. Now, if your horse is a dressage newbie too, then it's a good idea to have some lessons on a dressage schoolmaster. Because a schoolmaster is a horse that has basically been there and done it and is therefore perfect for a dressage beginner to learn on. Now, on a horse like that, you can learn what it feels like to ride an animal that works correctly and what buttons you need to press to get the responses that you want. So, when you begin having dressage lessons on your own horse, at least one of you will have an idea of what feel and response you're aiming for. Moving on to our next tip, which is to watch videos. Lots and lots of videos. Now, when you're not in the saddle, you can continue your training by watching videos of successful dressage riders who are competing at the top of the sport. So check out YouTube and you'll find plenty of footage of world-class riders schooling young dressage horses too and you can pick up some brilliant tips here. Now there are also videos of riders competing at the lower levels and watching a few of these can be a really useful way of finding out what to expect, learning where you're currently at and seeing how far you need to progress before you're ready to compete. Now the next tip is to use forums and websites. Now, forums and websites that feature lots of useful articles on dressage are a brilliant source for information for dressage newbies. Now, obviously, we'd like to suggest our own website, which is howtodressage.com, which has hundreds of dressage articles that you can access free of charge, and they're all written and put together by qualified British dressage judges. Now, we also have a training forum, which you can join and take part in, again, free of charge at howtodressage.com, forward slash community and here you can learn from both other beginners and experienced competitors as well as picking up vital tips from dressage trainers and judges. Moving on to the next tip which is to learn the rules. Now although we kind of touched on this earlier the rule book for the dressage governing body in your country or state is also an extremely valuable mine of information for anyone wanting to get into the sport of dressage. Now, the rule book sets out all the rules on the tack and equipment that you're allowed to use, as we mentioned earlier, but it also explains how the test should be ridden. Now, you'll also find information on the various national championships that you can qualify for, along with special classes and competition series for specific breeds, for example, X race horses and Spanish horses. Now, most rule books also contain a section of definitions for each movement that is included in each dressage test at every level, and that can be incredibly helpful in giving you an understanding of what the dressage judge is looking for. Right, so now let's move on to actually competing. 
So when you're ready to start competing, it's always advisable to begin with a local unaffiliated show where the competition is low key and friendly. That way you can dip your toe in the water without feeling overwhelmed and out of your depth, which could happen if you entered a large affiliated event. So perhaps go along to watch a couple of events before you enter, just to get an idea of what's expected of you and your horse and to learn how the competition runs. Now, whether you compete at an unaffiliated event or an affiliated one, the general rule of thumb is that you should be riding confidently at home at a level above which you intend to compete. Now, the reason here is that if you and your horse can easily cope with more challenging work in your home arena, then there should be no problem when you take on an easier standard under pressure whilst in the competition environment. So lastly, let's talk about when you should affiliate. Now, all dressage riders aspire to enter the world of affiliated competition one day. And affiliating does have lots of benefits, especially for beginners to the sport, because most dressage bodies publish a magazine that has lots of essential news, informative articles, adverts for training courses, and competition results. And often there's a classified section where you'll find a list of recommended trainers too. And of course, there will be a schedule of all the affiliated competitions together with details on entry fees and how to enter, etc. Now, the main drawback to affiliating is that it can be quite expensive as you need to register your horse and yourself to be eligible for competitions. Also, the entry fees for affiliated classes tend to be quite a lot pricier than those at a small local unaffiliated event. Now, as a general guideline, you should ideally be regularly posting results of at least 65% in your dressage tests at unaffiliated level before you affiliate. Now, the standard of affiliated dressage level is generally much higher than unaffiliated and you will be competing against some very good riders and quality horses. So even if you don't win, you want to be confident that you can at least get a decent score and pick up some good grading points in doing so before you spend a lot of money on registration fees. So to wrap this episode up, dressage is a wonderful sport that anyone can take part in, provided that they have a sound horse with regular paces. Now, once you've mastered the basics, you can enter local competitions with a view to affiliating when you and your horse are good enough. Now, if you have any other questions when it comes to this podcast episode, then please feel free to leave us a comment at the bottom of the relevant blog post on our website. Alternatively, you can join our training forum, which you can find at howtodressage.com forward slash community. But to make sure that you don't miss out on any of our other books, free stuff, competitions and giveaways, please don't forget to like and follow us on our other social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and Pinterest. We truly appreciate you tuning in today to listen to our podcast and hope that you've got a lot from it. For more, don't forget to check out our articles and other free stuff available on our website, howtodressage.com and pop by Amazon for our range of equestrian books, planners and diaries to help you stay on track with your competitions and training. Bye for now.